Welcome to the Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm Andrew Rogers filling in for Justin Hermes today, and we want to start off by highlighting this week's hometown hero. Of course, Justin and Marigold's Cafe partnering up to highlight a different individual, whether it be within our local military, law enforcement, other public service area. This week's hometown hero is Greg Maxwell. He has been with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office. He has uh, worked within that department for a number of years right now. Of course, he's uh, well known for giving back to the community. The hometown hero, of course, Marigolds is providing that great service. So uh, Marigolds and Justin will be getting a hold of Greg to find a way to say thank you by providing dinner for him and a guest at uh, Marigolds. Of course, we want to thank Marigolds for their partnership when it comes to the hometown hero of the week. We've been doing every Friday here on KRDO News Radio. And again, we want to thank Greg Maxwell for all that he's done working with the El Paso County Sheriff's Office throughout the past few years, working to keep everyone safe throughout the community. Well, there is another local staple and icon that we are working on uh, getting some more information for. We're talking about the City Auditorium. We'll be joined by Linda Weiss after this quick break talking about uh, what's going on with the City Auditorium as well as some discussions for the future. That's on The Extra right here on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. We're focusing on the Colorado Springs City Auditorium today. Linda Wise joining us now on the KRDO Newsline. Linda, thank you so much for joining us here on a Friday morning. Good morning, Andrew. Merry Christmas. Thank you and Justin for um, for reaching out and being interested in um, in all that's happening at the City Auditorium and all that will be happening at the City Auditorium. Absolutely. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about the history of the City Auditorium and really this jewel that we have here in downtown Colorado Springs. Sure. Thank you for asking. The City Auditorium um, is right downtown in the, in the heart of the downtown at Kiowa and Weber and was built by the citizens of Colorado Springs in 1923. And these sort of um, all-purpose utilitarian buildings um, are pretty much in every city across America and, and, and at that time served as kind of the, the meeting, the gathering, the, the event space for everything that was going on in, in, in any community. And for our community, it was no different. Everything from political rallies to um, to daddy-daughter dinner dances, and a lot of folks that um, have been around for a while recollect um, seeing the circus there. Um, more recently, things like uh, roller derby and, and concerts and, and so on and so forth. But we now have a, an opportunity uh, to give this incredible building um, uh, her next 100 years. Next year, she'll be 100 years old. And so really reimagining her in the most relevant and um, and really vibrant way. Yeah. And, you know, when it kind of talks about that storied history as well, there's a lot of big names that are attached to the city auditorium as well <laughs> that many people may not be as familiar with when it comes to uh, history, not only here in Colorado Springs, but really, you know, performing arts and even film history. Oh, you name it, and everyone's everyone who's anyone has come through. And you know, we've had folks that um, had the pleasure of seeing John, the likes of Johnny Cash there, Ozzy Osbourne, um, various uh, presidential candidates. Um, it's it's got an incredible uh, history, and 
and but you know the city the city's had a hard time um, keeping it uh, maintained to the degree that it needs to be maintained, especially as our city has grown so um, so quickly and so vastly. And so we're um, we're in the process of um, moving her into a direction that will continue to serve. There's a there's a plaque that hangs over the stage in City Hall that says for the use of the people and the glory of the city, and that's kind of been our our north star for this project. And so we'll be um, we'll be you know giving her another hundred years in, in in a way that continues to serve for the use of the people and the glory of the city. Absolutely, and you know you kind of talk about you know restoring and providing that next hundred years, and of course that's also going to involve uh, not just kind of that vision as far as what the uh, what the building will be able to be used for, and we'll talk more about that still ahead as far as some of those use cases, things like that. But there's a number of issues that just simply come with maintaining and keeping a building of its age and uh, stature really functional throughout the years. Oh, honest to God, Andrew, every day I learn more and more. You know, the, the back then, you know, our, our building compliance um, wasn't quite as rigorous as it is now, and, and that's a good thing because buildings are safer, and, and, um, and there's not just that, but just, you know, more importantly, the relevance of it. You know, in 1923, you know, we didn't have a whole lot of gym floors. In 1923, we didn't have a Broadmoor World Arena or a Pikes Peak Center. Um, and and uh, now we have ropes in. We have all these incredible venues across our city. But there's still some pieces that are needed. And, and, um, and in order to really bring her up to code, what we've decided to do is um, take what is effectively a 30,000-square-foot building of usable space, and we're going to uh, enhance her to be uh, – uh, over 100,000 square feet of usable space for community uh, to create a true community cultural hub that serves uh, a broad swath of the of the citizens of Colorado Springs, the region, the state, and beyond. We've got great vision. Absolutely. Tremendous you know, project. Enormous amount of construction involved, you can imagine. Oh, uh, 100%. You know, you mentioned that, you know, almost 100 years ago that it was really that kind of one-size-fits-all kind of catch-all for the community, for events, things like that. But in the, you know, ensuing decades, the city has grown and we have more of those specialized centers like the Pikes Peak Center, Robeson, the World Arena, things like that. So uh, what do you say as far as uh, maybe some of those critics who say that that key piece of downtown real estate maybe served better else, maybe turning it over to the uh, public and the small business into letting, you know, kind of uh, the free market do its will? Uh, well, you know what? In effect, Andrew, that's what the city has done. By choosing uh, the organization that I run now, the uh, Colorado Springs Community Cultural Collective, and that is an organization that was stood up solely to um, to take on this project, and um, and in its uh, and to maintain the rigor of its original mission. Um, and so, what we're effectively doing is just that, and really looking at what does the community need, um, what's what's going to continue to serve the public and, you know, have be accessible to the public, to the greater public, and have a life. You know, literally, this, uh, this hub will be open from 6 a.m. until after the last show. So there's a speakeasy in the basement. There will be three small venues, or three sm venues. One will be small and medium and then the larger one. And then a lot of creative, um, creative workspace. 
we've got some uh, creative workforce development programs that we're um, that we're working on and launching before she opens. But the bottom line is that's exactly what's happening. So that the city has agreed to turn over the asset because um, because in 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 effect, just as you said, as the city has grown, you know, our job is to the city's job is to maintain infrastructure safety and um, and take care of uh, roads and so on and so forth and maybe not so much um, be focusing on running what is effectively, um, you know, right now a, a gym floor. But in the meantime, we've had permission to, and we are activating it, and we've got a lot of events coming up that I would, you know, in, in these next couple of segments, so anxious to share with folks because we've had a lot of success bringing people into the building, heightening awareness, and of course, to, uh, raising some dollars around saving this old building because, Andrew, I've got to tell you, it, you know, as many as folks that are saying, you know, turn it over to public hands, there's just as many folks that are saying, um, you know, it's run its course, it's an old building, let's tear it down. But we um, we want to maintain some context and, and take care of the history of our community. And this building represents so much. And so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Exactly. And as you and the uh, Colorado Springs Community Cultural Collective have really been talking with people, kind of gathering this idea, you know, uses, ideas, things like that, kind of that vision for the next 100 years. What are some of the biggest uh, kind of misconceptions that people have had when it comes to the city auditorium right now that you've been able to clear up and really give that bigger context as far as uh, just the asset we do have right here in downtown? Well, what a great question. And I would tell you that, it, you know, effectively my team is ho – we're hosting six to eight community events a week. And I would say for every event that we host, whether it's 30 people or 300 people, I would say in general, 60 to 70% of the people have never been in that building. And um, that in itself, um, you know, tell, tells you really how underutilized the building has been. So I think that's one of my greatest challenges is just making people aware. Um, but as we've had, we've had now almost a year of bringing events to that space. And um, it's been really exciting to watch people walk in and go, I have never been in here, and this is an unbelievable building. And then to get excited about understanding why we as a community built it and understanding why we as a community would like to, um, to keep this sort of a, uh, a mission-driven community cultural uh, beacon in, in the middle of our, um, of our city. So that's been the greatest challenge, honestly, Andrew, is just people just aren't aware. So kudos to the city. Let us activate it. And now more and more people are becoming aware. Yeah, and, you know, that's uh, surprising as well. And, you know, it may be the fact that, you know, I grew up here and did, you know, remember going to some concerts there, things like that, and uh, definitely hearing the stories. But the fact that you mentioned maybe, you know, 60 to 70 percent of times people are saying that they've never actually stepped foot in the uh, city auditorium, you know, that really does highlight the challenge that you have as far as not only kind of re-engaging, you know, the crews as far as really let's do something with it, the revitalization part, not just tearing it down, but also kind of getting that community support to do that because it's the community support that you're obviously going to need moving ahead no matter what happens with the city odd. Absolutely. You know, I think what's been so joyful about this whole process um, and many people know me as the founder of the Colorado Springs Conservatory and for nearly 30 years building out partnerships and programs and really serving and creating an accessible 
uh, arts immersion um, program uh, for the greater community, region, and state. It's just now it feels like this project is all of that on steroids. It's so much fun to work with my partners in all of the different sectors, whether they're military, um, whether they're from the wellness, of course, in the arts and culture scene, but um, at the education scene, the um, creative entrepreneurial scene, there's you know folks that are really understanding, especially post-COVID, you know, what is the importance of creativity and culture and what does it mean for a community? And this building represented that in 1923, and we're bringing it back um, with a vengeance um, to continue to be that for for um, the greater community. So it's it's exciting. It's really it's really fun. It's a lot of work, and it's a lot of um, people. You can imagine how how smart do you have to be to be on this construction team or on this design team to effectively take you know a hundred year old building. And um, and basically, you're building a ship inside of a bottle. We're having to, you know, deconstruct the insides and um, and put in floor plates and all these different venues and all these different creative um, spaces. Um, and all those designs are online at communityculturalcollective.org, our website. But there's there's several hundred people working on this project because it is very much um, like. Um, very much like uh, surgery, you know, we're, we're deconstructing. We can't touch the walls because she's historic and she's on the register. Um, but how do you create something new inside that, that really does serve for the greater good of the people? Um, but all of those designs are on, um, on the website at communityculturalcollective.org. And uh, it is. It's a lot of uh, brilliant people. It's a lot of um, fun visioning, but at the end of the day, you know, several years from now, because it is a long construction process, um, it is a long construction process that, um, I don't know if folks have been familiar with uh, the work that, or the building uh, up at the Denver Center for Performing Arts, the Ellie Hawkins Opera House, or down in Pueblo, the Memorial Hall. It's the same design team that's working on this, Semple Brown. And so they have a lot of experience in kind of reimagining or preserving or doing what this project's called an adaptive reuse for these very important, historic, iconic state buildings. And um, it's, it's a privilege and an honor to, to, um, to lead the way. Absolutely. And you know, you can get more information about the project, the history of the City Auditorium at communityculturalcollective.org. We have to take a short break for a check of local and national headlines. Then we're going to shift that conversation from the past to the future. We're going to talk about that vision, what's going to be built out, and what the next hundred years will look like at the City Auditorium right here on the Extra on KRDO News Radio. Welcome back to The Extra here on KRDO News Radio. I'm Andrew Rogers filling in for Justin Hermes this morning, continuing our conversation with Linda Wise with the Community Cultural Collective, talking about the City Auditorium. We did a good job kind of laying out the history, the needs surrounding the City Auditorium during our first segment. Linda, thank you so much for hanging on with us here. And let's talk a little bit about uh, that future vision and all that uh, the City Auditorium will be in the next couple years. Thank you again, Andrew. And um, to all the listeners, Merry Christmas. I um, I want, uh, just to kind of lay a little landscape about this vision, this vision actually goes back to 2004, when Mayor Rivera um, asked me what it would take to put the Colorado Springs Conservatory in the building. And so we started this vision of 
um, a multi-floor, multi-venue, um, creative workspace hub um, back then. It ran its course um, then, and, uh, and uh, God bless uh, the current mayor and uh, leadership when, uh, you know, fast forward to 2018 and another RFP was issued um, because nothing really happened. No upgrades, not a whole lot um, was able to happen because, you know, if you think about that period of time, we grew immensely as a city and, and um, it's hard to maintain this, uh, this building. And, um, and so we, um, we threw that design back in the ring when the city issued another RFP and through a process of interviews and vetting, um, this vision was selected. And it effectively, um, like I said, we put, we're putting floor plates into the building we're, and we're adding an extension onto the building that ultimately is primarily serves as support for the main theater. Um, all the performance venues, there'll be three in there, a black box, a medium size um, performance venue um, and gathering space, and then a, a larger one, 600. They'll all be, um, they'll all be fitted with mechanized seating. So we'll be able to, every single space will have a dual purpose. So um, with a button, um, it, these seats fold into themselves and into the wall, if, um, if you can imagine. And more and more venues, especially post-COVID, are going this direction because it allows for more versatility. Um, but, you know, if we, when we do it right, there is potentially, um, you know, the opportunity, I suppose, in the main theater to have three or four um, things going on a day in that space, 600 seated, 730 to 750 standing, and then all sorts of other configurations when you have, when you continue to use that half, uh, that flat floor. On the second and third floor are larger creative workspaces that technically no one kind of owns, so they'll be um, operated on, a, on an hourly basis with a very robust business model. Um, and additionally, we're creating um, four creative workforce development programs that um, two of which have never um, occurred on a federal level um, in the state of Colorado. So we're really excited about getting those things up and running and incubating them during this time. So the vision there is when we cut the ribbon, you know, we've got programs that have already been vetted and experienced by community and by region, um, and we'll be able to continue to, um, to uh, just keep, keep her moving. Um, so the, the bottom line is we're really looking at um, a lot of different kinds of partnerships in varied um, sectors so that we've got the ability to bring as much community into that space as possible. And we're already seeing it. You know, we're already seeing it. And again, there's, there's a need and, um, and there's a niche. And um, we're so grateful that we have this opportunity to really create something that doesn't exist, nothing like this exists in our state. And so, um, so excited to bring things like mid-sized cultural conferences and these sort of things to our city, to our region, and, um, and, uh, and truly make not only a, a community impact, but a cultural impact and an economic impact. Absolutely. And when you talk about these renovations, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit previously, but just talk about the kind of unique challenge it brings as far as, you know, bringing in a lot of these, you know, modern elements, as you mentioned, the uh, the mechanized seating, the things that we're starting to see now while uh, still working within the framework of a building that's still on the historic registry. Sure. The, um, the, the exciting part there is that the construction team from Saunders Norwood has had extensive experience um, in what, what, it, what these projects are called adaptive reuse. 
And so when you have a building that's on the historic register, you don't have, you know, you can't take out an entire wall to start bringing in construction equipment. So there's a lot of thought and a lot of processes, and ultimately with that, a lot of cost because it's basically, you know, taking this building down to its core and putting in new mechanical, new floor, new floor plates, all of the materials that go along with that. But, you know, it's been exciting to watch the gentlemen um, and ladies that are part of that whole design and construction team because, you know, some things like have to come through um, a space in the ceiling, one like the steel beams, one beam at a time um, with, the, with a crane. So it's a very unique um, kind of project, and, um, and everyone's excited about it, and, um, and we're going to make it happen over the next few years. Absolutely. You know, we've seen such a kind of resurgence and kind of regrowth in downtown Colorado Springs, and especially, you know, exciting to see it kind of transition to that east side of Nevada where the city auditorium is located, and having a venue like this, which is so multifaceted and really something that we haven't seen here for so long, or really seen statewide, but also still providing some much-needed areas as far as, you know, some retail, community partnerships, and even food options in downtown will be such a benefit moving ahead. Oh, no doubt. Well, speaking of food, I mean, when you look at that side of downtown, um, it very much is kind of a, a food desert. We've got um, the, um, the Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling on that side and several other small establishments. But this, um, this space will have several restaurants and so on and so forth. Um, but, you know, you're looking at literally thousands of apartments being built um, within walking distance to something, like you said, that will be really fun and vibrant um, to be going to. So, um, so yeah, stay on the lookout. It's, it's exciting, Andrew. It's, it's really, truly exciting. Exactly. And, you know, as we're talking about kind of the future visions, things like that with the uh, City Auditorium again, when are we going to see kind of maybe that ribbon breaking if you will that ribbon cutting and really uh see what's been some fantastic vision some kind of great planning the uh the concept artwork is fantastic but again remind us of that date when this will shift more to that reality that we'll be able to uh really go down and experience and have just that much more of a vibrant downtown sector thank you and that's a great question because timeline has been everything and as with any construction project, especially an historic one, there's a lot of things that we're uncovering along the way that have either forced us to pause or reset. But the bottom line is we just signed a second addendum with the city of Colorado Springs to continue to move forward. And um, if in my desire, my goal is that at this time next year, we're getting ready to um, kind of wrap her up and uh, begin the process of construction. The construction process is 36 to 39 months. So counting out three years from next year. Um, but the exciting thing is, you know, we'll, we'll continue to keep folks updated. I've, I've, we've been talking about even putting a camera inside of the building so that as things occur, you know, the public can watch. We keep it updated on the website. Um, but it is a long process because it's very meticulous. And like I said, you can't just demolish a wall and and start taking things out so it'll it'll be a few years but we appreciate opportunities like this Andrew to continue to tell the story and keep um, the awareness going and um, like I said we've got a lot going on in the auditorium um, each and every month all those events are on the um, website communityculturalcollective.org so 
appreciate that question because it's very exciting, but it is a long, arduous process. Absolutely. Joined by Linda Weiss with the Community Cultural Collective here in Colorado Springs talking about the uh, the new vision and everything going on around the uh, revitalization of the Colorado Springs City Auditorium. We have one more quick break we need to uh, turn to, and then we'll continue this conversation here with Linda on KRDO News Radio's The Extra. Welcome back to the extra here on KRDO News Radio. We've been talking with Linda Wise with the Community or the Community Cultural Collective, talking about the City Auditorium. We've talked about the past. We've talked about the future as well. And of course, we all know we have Christmas Eve coming up tomorrow, and there there are three ghosts when it's associated Christmas. Let's talk a little bit about the present. And you've mentioned uh, throughout this that there are a number of events. Okay going on really throughout uh, the coming months right now. So let's talk a little bit about what people can do now to continue to support and uh, kind of get into that pattern of heading over to the city auditorium. Yeah, great, um, great question, Andrew. Like I said, for the past um, 12, 13 months, we've been slowly activating the, uh, the auditorium. And really, this past month have hosted six to eight community events um, at the auditorium. Um, upcoming, there's some really exciting community events. There's a Monte Carlo night that we're hosting alongside um, Mount Carmel Veteran Services um, and our friends at So Long um, and, uh, and raising money for um, scholarships for the Creative Workforce Programs. But it's going to be a fun night. We've got um, every other Wednesday, we go back to our um, uh, early childhood playgroups um, with our partners from Joint Initiatives, and those are for parents and, and caretakers of kids zero to seven. And we're joined with um, friends like from um, the zoo and we've got face painting and then we do um, some music and we do some singing and it, those are a lot of fun and those are free um, to the public. We've got a couple um, of concerts coming up, but suffice it to say, the team is really excited to be working alongside the community. That's just a few. There's there's um, there's quite a lot going on in the next few months, and what I would recommend is that folks get online at communityculturalcollective.org and take a look at the calendar of events. Even this this next week, we've got um, Sick Horses and Pants, the, the great uh, regional um, improv group, um, doing a, a program on on the 30th. Those are always fun. Um, but then we start. Um, the year right out of the shoot with some pretty fantastic, the Indy is doing their best of party there um, this next month. There's a lot going on, Andrew. And, and I would invite everyone to get online at communityculturalcollective.org and, um, and take a look at that calendar. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked a lot about this. And, you know, as we're kind of wrapping up here, we have about a minute or so left. But uh, what would you say is the biggest need that the Community Cultural Collective has uh, from the community as far as uh, – going with this continued project and as you mentioned this will be a very long project until it's fully up to uh, the ultimate goal and dream so the question is what can the folks look forward to well, what can the community think, do kind of in this ongoing construction project oh, what do you sure. need from the community to uh, keep this ball rolling well i really appreciate that andrew because that's a really good question this is all about community I think the, the, the key thing would be to reach out and how you can get involved. You know, if you want it to talk about hosting um, your event at the auditorium, we're happy to work with um, all different sorts of groups. Um, we're always looking for volunteers and, um, and, you know, heightening awareness. So get out there and learn more and come on over for an event. Um, and then, you know, make a donation. 
we've got um, we've got this is this is effectively an 86 million dollar community project, and um, and we are working hard to put funds in place from a myriad of uh, in a myriad of ways. But at the end of the day, nothing speaks louder like than like what we did as a community. We built this building a hundred years ago, and we as a community can come together. To, um, to, put, to put the money in place and to invest in maintaining um, this beautiful, iconic, historic building in the heart of our downtown Colorado Springs. Absolutely. Again, that website is communityculturalcollective.org. Linda, we appreciate your time joining us here on KRDO News Radio as well as your effort and passion and everything you're doing to restore and uh, bring the city auditorium back to life. We appreciate it. We'll have a link to that website when we post this over on KRDO.com or wherever you get your podcast. That does it here for the extra. We have Tom Martino up next right here on KRDO News Radio.